0: Spencer Jean is a former LaSalle Viper, Lakeshore Canadian, Florida Gulf Coast college hockey player, the author of The Untold Truth, and now osteopath at the CCC Chiropractic in Tecumseh. Join me, Drake, Demore, as I chat with Spencer after my appointment about his hockey career and what led him to his current practice as an osteopath. How you doing? It's Zach Cassidy. Adam Henry. Joe Sittle, Tom Crocker, Todd Warner, Brett Romberg, DJ Larry, and... Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. Yo, what up, everybody? My name is Drake Moore and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, Windsor's only local sports podcast. Every other Monday on WindCitySports.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are found. We have a big social media presence, at WinCity_Sports underscore sports, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as well we have the YouTube channel. So give us a like, follow, subscribe on whatever social media you might use. Please give us a review and make it a nice one, please, and thank you on any uh, app you might use for podcasting. But as always, we'll talk about that later on in the show, as we normally do today is Monday, November 23rd, 2020, and it's episode 212 of Win City Sports. Fired up on a couple of Tim Hortons coffees today, trying to collect all of those NHL trading cards. And fittingly enough, as always, we love to do some hockey interviews and do some sports news, local uh, hockey news here on Wind City Sports. And for the first time ever, we have two former Lakeshore Canadians back to back on the Wind City Sports podcast. Done that a lot. Um, with many Windsor spitfires but uh, this time we have a very interesting unique guest uh, as almost always here on Wind City Sports this week as you know is Spencer Jean as our guest on Wind City Sports he is actually my osteopathy my one of my well, my only doctor I have right now um, he's been helping me out uh, my shoulder for for over a year now as you'll hear in the interview and this guy has got one interesting story um, I can't remember if I knew about him going into the my first appointment with him, which we kind of talked about, and then on the interview. Um, but I do kind of know a little bit about his background and what he's doing now. But obviously, when you start to conversate with these people, you learn even more and more about him. and did so that exactly through this interview. So Spencer is now obviously your local osteopathy, as I like to promote it as uh, at the CCC in Tecumseh. Um, he's a former lakeshore canadian he went on to play college hockey in florida where he after experiencing some concussions had to ultimately retire from the game and give it up and he took on a new a new line in life to to take his experiences and help others through his experience you know um through that and you'll learn about um how he decided to write a book on his life which has as I'm sure impacted so many different people um, in similar boats. I mean, as we'll get into the interview, um, it's, a, it's a touchy subject and especially was back in his day, um, you know, 2010, that era with uh, the NFL's concussion protocol program kind of coming into place. That's when all these things really started to come about and really be uh, mainstream, you know, be, be publicized. And since Spencer's a part of that group who, um, you know, had to unfortunately end their careers due to these things and kind of because of the culture that was around at the time as we talk about it. And that's the whole goal of his book and of you know his his philosophy is to help others and to not be afraid to speak about it, speak up when the time is right. He has a crazy story about what happened to him and we're gonna get into that in just a bit. Uh now one thing we gotta get out of the way that um I hope everyone should be clear with now but on Thursday we had our final C Jam FM radio show at least for now of the Wind City Sports radio show back in 2016 uh, started it just on C Jam and wanted to do kind of a podcast feel on the radio do something a little bit more ne- more unique rather than just starting something online I put it on the, the radio waves by volunteering with C Jam FM at the University from there um, you know C Jam They would put the last six episodes or six weeks of your broadcast on their website and you'd be able to listen to it download it whatever you want so the plan was to just strictly keep them up there because i thought that you know they would just chronologically stay but after six weeks they delete so i decided to upload episodes of soundcloud at the time you know to have them on the internet and have them available to everyone immediately Um, from there you know ran out of my free subscription of soundcloud decided to go all in and purchase an account kept uploading episodes eventually you know we got off of there and we've expanded onto every podcast platform as mentioned at the top of the show Spotify iTunes and more Um, and then from there we kind of split the two we had the radio show and the podcast we would play highlights from our podcasts on the radio we would talk about local sports news play music and so much more Um, but just with the workload of life the podcast the radio two jobs decided it was time to kind of at least take a hiatus for now maybe if we open up the studio i haven't been able to go in the studio since march i used to do my show on my lunch hour on thursdays go down there half hour show bing bang boom it was easy so um maybe one day if we can do that i'll come back or who knows when i'm retired one day if i'm 50 years old and c jam's still around it's been around for 35 years hopefully and surely it still will be Go back to DJing, maybe talking like I'm doing now. Um, but basically, long story short, uh, no more CGM for uh, for the future. We will be still doing our podcast, though, every other Monday. Uh, new interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, so much more. So just get that out of the way really quickly. I mean, um, thought it was straightforward, but you never know. So uh, we're still here every Monday, the Wind City Sports Podcast. We're going to be telling stories of our individuals in Windsor. Documenting these things, documenting Windsor history, and hopefully in the in the new year, keep going. Hopefully, we'll get back to uh, one episode a week. We we did weekly for over four for four years basically, and then um, just in June decided to kind of lighten the workload. And it's it's been tough. I'm not gonna lie, it's been tough for the last little bit um, with just life and this fucking pandemic going on. It's been it's been tough. So uh, not a lot of sports news to even talk about so going forward on the podcast you know there might not be a lot of sports news just my opinion on stuff kind of fill you in on what's going on as we always always have but a little bit more informally the plan uh, pretty much always has been to try to make it at least in the last couple of years try to make it to five years right so this june will be five years of both c jam and the podcast so didn't quite make it that far for c jam but i'm trying to you know hold on in there's so many people that I haven't gotten to, so many things that we haven't touched upon on the podcast that I want to, so at least by this summer, hopefully we'll have a round five years. Maybe we'll keep going. Maybe I'll stop and start a new project. Maybe I'll take, who knows? But for now, no more Jam show, but you can still listen to me every other Monday, and you can listen to over 200 episodes. We actually have, this would be our 213th episode since we did a bonus podcast with Jake the Snake Roberts last summer. Which we actually heard on CJAM last week. I just did a farewell final episode with some of my favorite interviews that I actually did at CJAM. That one was done over the phone, but it was orchestrated by CJAM. So you can listen to that still on cjam.ca. And I'm probably going to put it up uh, somewhere to listen. I might even put it on our podcast feed. The final farewell of the Wind City Sports radio show on CJAM. But that being said, I think it's time to jump on over to Spencer Jean. We did this interview after my last appointment in his office. So, again, a former Lakeshore Canadian, LaSalle Viper, Florida Gulf University hockey player, and now osteopathy from right here in Windsor, Ontario, Spencer Jean. Here we go. All right, so right now I'm here at the office of uh, another former hockey player. I have a lot of hockey players on the show. Uh, I played for the Wheatley Sharks, Lakeshore Canadians, LaSalle Vipers, before taking off to Florida Gulf Coast University. From there, he gone on to become a doctor, your local osteopath at CCC uh, Chiropractic in Tecumseh. And author of the Untold Truth, Spencer Jean. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much. Oh,
1: thanks. Thanks for having me, and yeah. uh, thanks for being a loyal patient. Yeah. Of mine. yeah, that's
0: what I mean. Well, as soon as first off it was recommended, I remember actually the first time I came here was like almost a year ago now, and like for the longest time, my shoulder was acting. I'm like, fuck, what's wrong with it? And you figured it out in like a second. So I was like, no matter what, I got I gotta stick with it. Yeah. Right? But obviously that's how I know you now. And then I got to learn about your hockey career and stuff like right. that, just from obviously in your jersey in there and started to look you up. So you obviously have a very interesting and cool story. But to go back to the beginning, born and raised in the Windsor area, LaSalle, right? Yeah, I uh, so, grew up, grew up yeah. in
1: LaSalle, played for uh, LaSalle Sabres, single <laughs> yeah. A, single A back then, got cut from AAA uh, pretty well every year up until uh, midget, um, then played for Windsor uh, – um, for Windsor Junior Spitfires AAA. Then played, uh, actually, my first belt in, uh, in junior was uh, when I was 15, playing for oh. uh, Windsor, uh, Windsor Junior Spitfires, so playing mm-hmm. AAA there. And then we had an affiliate with the Tecumseh Chiefs back then. So I uh, ended up. Uh, moving up to that team and staying up there for uh, for the majority of the season mm-hmm. and then after that it was junior from there on out And yeah, yeah. uh shipped around everywhere play from play for a lot of teams yeah well,
0: that's when it changes right so you make your way up through minors and then you obviously got to see and then that's when like trading could be a thing right so you yeah start getting traded, yeah right. I so mean obviously started in i mean like junior whatever. c
1: and junior b they kind of either give you the option of being of uh the, of being traded but you you kind of have to agree to it too yeah um, it's a little different than, yeah than, yeah yeah a little different than uh the major junior in that sense where you just don't show up to the rink and uh <laughs> yeah. you're you're but it, it kind of is that way too because for sure. then if you don't accept it where do you go right then mm-hmm. then you're kind of shed out of luck for a little bit absolutely i right? well,
0: still got to teach you those right those things right like you're, you're a young adult so it's yeah. not just like everything's handed to you because you're a junior C right. player right so right there's that, but I mean, growing up, obviously, I'm sure you're always a hockey kid, probably other, yeah. any other sports yeah. as well.
1: Or... Yeah, I played, uh, played baseball, played soccer, uh, hated soccer, Yeah, <laughs> uh, loved baseball, but uh, you get as you get a little bit older, you, you kind of have to uh, pick and choose a sport, you got to specialize at a certain age, and I think uh, for me, that was around 14, I gave up baseball, I was pretty good at it too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, but uh, hockey was more my passion.
0: Well, that's the thing that's around where you got to follow. Too. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure going to Spitz games, yeah. uh, Vipers games, oh, and yeah. all that stuff.
1: Really. No, well, not Vipers. No. Vipers didn't exist. Or Bulldogs or whatever they were. County Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, Bulldogs would have been too. But yeah, we would always have team outings for the Spitfires. Um, Good friends with uh, Steve Ott too. So his dad was my agent actually. So we would (laughs) end up going to watch him at the old barn all the time, right? Him and Weber. uh, Those guys were great to me.
0: Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Again, sometimes you, you figure out these connections through conversations. Yeah, here, absolutely. Right, you never just think like, oh, he probably knows Steve Ott.
1: Yeah. Or exactly. Whatever, you know,
0: butcher. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but obviously, uh, again, talking about the community of, of hockey in Windsor, um, do you remember kind of first coming into that? Like, again, you're a young kid, so you're, like, you're nervous, like coming into junior hockey and that, oh, yeah. that whole kind of oh, yeah. world, oh, yeah. right?
1: Like, oh yeah when like your first your first game you're playing against men you're, mm-hmm. you're still a boy right like mm-hmm. you see the guys across the, across away from you the face off and you just got a full beard and you can barely grow any <laughs> facial hair like it's uh it's terrifying to be honest with you and then uh after uh after the first uh first uh, maybe first shift you kind of first maybe a couple shifts you, you, you get kind of get used to it kind of getting in the swing of things but definitely it's a faster pace and you know like you said you're playing playing against men right you're 15 mm-hmm. playing against 20 year olds right it's a uh, it it's a huge difference yeah uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: less the professionalism at that level too right
0: yeah so that's what i always ask like what's the transition between level and level and everyone kind of says the same thing it's just a little step up you yeah. know a little older guys a little faster a little yeah. bit more whatever yeah and i'm sure that's because you you played in c you played in b so you got yeah. to got to see a little bit of the different oh worlds, yeah right?
1: yeah c back then was more yeah was, <laughs> was a little was a lot yeah. different than it is now and you're that. at the old bell
0: river arena too right? yeah yeah, so, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah that old river arena that, that place that place can, pa- can pack a bar oh, back yeah. then
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, lots of stories. Because like, I, I work at that arena, actually. Well, oh, yeah. The new one. Yeah. And all these... Like, that's when I started to really see Junior C Hockey yeah. that I've talked about on here before. And it's kind of, again, to tell these stories and stuff. I didn't realize the the passion of the fans out right. there, especially back then in the old yeah. arena. Like, yeah. shit. And all the people that I know that have played for them and stuff, right. too. It's like, you just don't realize that it's happening outside of the city of Windsor, too. Oh, right? absolutely. A lot of people don't, I mean, don't realize it.
1: The... Even... But here's the thing: when I when I played, or when we our my age group, when we played, uh, Junior C was all composed around here. At least was all composed of all Junior B players that we just wanted to come back and play the act have a chance to play your 21 year old year right because junior b you stops at 20 Mm -hmm. your c i I don't know what it is now but before is you could play up until you're 21 Mm -hmm. right so we would always come back a year or two early and try and keep keep keeping keep playing for as long as we could right yeah for sure but it was uh it was it was way like skill wise it was way better than it is now from from what i i guess i've only been to a few games i guess since but uh yeah, I it's it the games that I went to it was it was uh, it was a little different.
0: still it was the old school hockey kind of thing, you yeah. know, like like how they say about it now. It's like oh, we don't know how it was like back in right. the day. It's like you say the same thing about yeah, that, right? 100. But you did exactly that too. You did you played up until I believe you were 21 in 2010. You guys played in the Schmaltz Cup with, with the Bell River Canadians. It's the the highest level of you know that level of yeah. hockey, the the championship. It's the All Ontario. So do you remember that and that yeah. it had to have been a big deal at the time, right? Yeah, For you, yeah the team.
1: first time we we went to uh, Schmaltz Cup, it yeah. was it was uh, it was. It was, it was wild it was it was awesome realistically we should have won um but a couple couple mistakes uh and that'll cost you uh, i remember yeah. playing against alliston it was yeah, uh, that's what they and uh and i remember we were my uh, that after the season that year i had shoulder surgery i my shoulder dislocated 24 times in that season alone and in in between periods i remember her, her her trainer putting my shoulder back in and I was waiting on the bench because at that point when your shoulder goes back in you really have no use for of it for that day at least that day and we would tape it up right next to me and I wouldn't I wouldn't really have any mobility in it and uh, I would just wait for a penalty kill that, that's all I was out there for at that point in time because like I was good on it it was fast and didn't really need my shoulder to to kill a penalty that much <laughs> oh that was uh that was that was about it if, if you asked me to shoot a puck i wouldn't have been able to
0: <laughs> it's probably crazy and, and kind of funny now knowing everything that you know about oh, yeah. the human body right oh yeah like, what were it, you thinking
1: oh the the things that the things that we put ourselves through <laughs> <like> yeah <laughs> that, i i talked to my friends even that play we we all feel it like it it just goes to show you like now knowing what I know I wish I did back then so yeah, I would have yeah. took care of myself a, little, a lot better right but mm-hmm. now moving forward now we're playing keep up or yeah. right trying to trying to fix things that we that we broke before
0: mm-hmm. yeah I'm sure that that could be a theme obviously for the whole this whole conversation yeah. going forward but oh yeah. um, that so that was the first year in 2010 and then the next year you guys were in the semis and it was like yeah. another push right so, yeah
1: it was another push I mean uh, who was it Grimsby I think it was yeah Grimsby uh, they they they're a better team. Like that There's no excuses there. They mm-hmm. they're just straight up a better team than, than us there. They deserve to win.
0: Yeah. That happens, yeah. Again, it's just it's the prestige of of a the Schmaltz Cup and in yeah. the, the Bell River Canadians again, like all the, they they've been a competitor for years. It goes all the way back to, yeah. to your days, you know. Oh, yeah. So that's why I kind of wanted to, to get into that as a as a player who was there right. during all that time and and from there, um, you know, I'm sure hockey was always a big part of your life and you wanted to strive to excel at that as we right. were talking, putting your body through anything yeah. that you could, right? But um, I'm sure that's what led you to hockey after your junior days as well. But one thing I wonder is if you wanted. Uh, to get into the medical field and if you know school yep. was a part of it or if hockey was yeah. like or for little bit of both you know
1: i mean the the whole goal for for me it was never play in the nhl it was that always as a kid obviously always sure. dream about it but sure. that was never really like, a strict goal for me um i would obviously think about it all the time but um my whole goal was to end up getting a scholarship that was my goal that was my parents goal like that we set out for that's what we wanted if it if it happened it happened if it didn't it didn't and uh, that was kind of on me My parents didn't really pressure me in, the, in any of that they helped me if i asked mm-hmm. uh things things like that but um uh to go into the medical field i was always interested in in uh in in that aspect of things i always knew that was what i really wanted to get into after was helping athletes um, okay. to, to rehab, to get better, to prevent injuries, that kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to get into until later on. Right. So, um, that came, that comes, uh, that'll come a little bit okay. later. Okay. <laughs> so
0: at first, you know, you are recruited to, to Florida, uh, uh, no, or how actually, did that all kind of go down? I no, guess.
1: So, uh, I played, uh, played for Adrian college, uh, that's in Michigan, and it's a small private university or university college oh, okay. in the States. They're about two hours from the border here. Um, and I did not like it at all. And after after semester there, I um, I went back and played for Bell River. Oh, OK. And then I played like I think it was like maybe like two months for Bell River there. And at that point, I was like, you know what, next year I'll go play University of Windsor and yeah. i'll i'll uh and i'll do my schooling in windsor and then all of a sudden at the end of the year um or towards the end of the year i get all these letters f- flown in and all these um, all these offers and could have went to uh, new york went to michigan state ended up signing with michigan state before florida oh, yeah. and uh and we and it just so happened that i was like uh, I took a skate in Oakville for the coach of Florida and, during the summer and then he wanted to take me and my family down to Florida I go, okay take us down there and I'll do, tour the school he, I don't know if he knew that I was already signed with Mission State or not but <laughs> I was and uh, as soon as we get down there after the first day of touring school and the arena and everything and um, talking with the coaches and, uh, and, and some of the athletic uh, board there and I uh, I go back to the uh, to the condo that they put uh, me and my parents at and uh, i go i go to my mom i go mom i'm gonna call a lawyer or something because i want to <laughs> go to school here and from there there on it was uh it was it was a dream come true down there okay. uh, like that's what we kind of that's that's what i kind of envisioned um okay. as, as a kid like it was uh, it was amazing this school was amazing program hockey program was amazing um I think we had like 10 canadians on that team oh really yeah and no only like a few handful of guys from florida on, on it it was uh it was really cool
0: that's interesting how was the hockey there because that's was, what you got to see amazing. all the different yeah you know, it, types was, stuff. it was amazing yeah
1: yeah uh, i would say like we in 2012 we won nationals beat michigan state michigan um and grand valley state in the in the final four there it was uh it was great hockey got to travel around the states um play yeah. all around, yeah. fly, fly on a plane to games. is was, was amazing. It was, uh, it was, it was an experience I, I'd, I'd want my, my kids to, to have. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but that's I was also going to ask, You know, living in Florida and, and being able to travel around, yep. it kind of probably goes back to a little bit about your recruitment as well, being sure. able to see what you're going to get into. I'm sure that 21, 22 years old, it, it was just a crazy yeah, lifestyle the time to too.
1: Yeah, I was actually 20 the time there yeah yeah Yeah. Um, it was funny I had to had to find a fake ID before before (laughs) going yeah I had to find a fake ID yeah but uh, it was uh, it was it was quite the experience like the whole the whole thing it it can be uh um, overwhelming uh, as yeah, a sure. as a as a young adult, but um, if you have the proper guidance and you have the right coaching staff and and support staff for you with the school, it uh, it really helps a lot, and that really helped uh, help my decision at least. Um, um being able to see that that was uh, I I guess I kind of got lucky, and not a lot of people do see that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, that's a, uh, being able to travel around before you were even like you did a little bit of different recruitment. You got yeah. to see Michigan State. You got yeah. to go around so and um the other place you're playing in michigan so yeah. you actually got to say like okay this is better it's right. not, that's what i thought like maybe you're like oh, i can go to florida i can go here i can go there and you yeah. just kind of picked and chose what, right. you, what you thought might have been best right but that kind of plays into the decision to go there right so right. obviously you seen something was
1: yeah was i mean compelling. like we we had a lot of talks too with uh with um Butch and myself and my dad and uh, it, seemed, it, was, it was the best fit and best opportunity for me at, at the time.
0: Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's a little bit different over there in the ACHA than like OUA yep. and, and NCAA and so that's why I wanted to kind of talk about yep. like that. And you were in like two divisions kind of thing, right?
1: There's, yeah, there's... Like, like there's your a, team specifically several. was in Yeah, was in there's two, two teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. At one so, school
0: and you can be for both of them yeah. or one or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all depends on where you're placed, I suppose, right. right?
1: Right, absolutely. Um, it was a it was a very different s- situation yeah. uh, is is than what I was kind of used to um, in a sense. But basically, um, the top ECHA teams can could be NCAA D one teams if, if they wanted to. It's just more. It's I guess more lucrative if, oh, yeah. if without saying too much more lucrative okay. uh for for those teams to to stay in ACHA a- a- H- rather than going and civil and civil has a lot of governing rules and everything like that too and with recruitment processes and funding yes so uh so um that can change an entire program if uh, if it goes into uh in civil territory
0: gotcha because i I did look it up and i like to kind of conversate with these things learn right from someone who knows more but i was like you know what's the what's the deal here and literally when you type in acha it comes up what's the difference between google you know so yeah um, obviously the funding is a big part of it and stuff like that right so um, i'm sure even with that you can see differences within the the programs that you
1: Oh yeah. That's experience. Oh yeah. So basically, it it can't really came down to, like, this is this is my exact conversation with the with the guys from Florida. I go, all right, guys, Sh- shift them a piece of paper over. I go, this is what I've been offered. Match it or beat it, and yeah, my attention because I want to go here, but it's got to make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: See they have the ability to do more stuff like that, right? Right. There just isn't as many right. Governing rules.
1: Right. I mean, like, there's there's a lot of a lot of loopholes that, that you can get through, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and that's in that's how you recruit a lot of these guys that that, that are from a lot of them uh, I played with and still friends to this day from Toronto, right? And Toronto GTA area, and uh, it helps when the coach is Canadian and oh, he really? and he. Uh, he lives in Oakville area, right? Wow. In the summers, at least. Oh, so
0: that's why you're able to meet up. I thought like maybe he wanted to just meet you. Out in no, 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 no. Like, oh, he it
1: was in the summers that yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. I just went out for a skate with them. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's interesting because I, I looked up um, elite prospects and it's yeah. like all oh, these Americans. So I was gonna ask if it was like more of an American central kind of um, place, but obviously your team was mostly I mean, Canadian, right?
1: It, it probably varies Maybe from like from, from class mean. to class, yeah, right? Exactly. But uh, my recruitment class, it was uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty extensive with the Canadians, yeah. and, then, uh, and then New York and uh, Illinois, uh, those those states like northern states. And my roommate yeah. was from Pittsburgh. Um, he like he and obviously he played on the team too, um, so it was, it was great
0: yeah and yet alone gulf coast like the hockey community in florida has grown oh, so it's crazy
1: much. Like, it's crazy everybody's can everybody's can yeah <laughs> or nor- northern U- u.s right mm-hmm. oh we would get like 2,000 people out to every game it was awesome wow yeah. yeah like it was it was amazing then same arena that we play it was uh florida everblades which is in the yeah, coast yeah. right and which uh which you end up signing for too oh really but, yeah Oh, well, it was uh, it's called ato amateur trial contract mm-hmm. though so it's not like a full pledge player but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah um so a lot of the guys said i play with uh, do that and move on from there then we, a lot of them play in europe and still now course, and, yeah. and 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 everywhere around so
0: yeah that's what yeah. I, I love doing these things i love tracking people down to see where they've went and yeah all these all uh, players you could have played with coaches you could have yeah. played under it's that's the cool thing about the hockey community yeah, my, world around.
1: Yeah, my coach, uh, Bob Brinkworth, down in Florida, he coached uh, Mike Madonna uh, <laughs> back in the day, and Mike Madonna has said that Bob Brinkworth was the best coach that he's ever had. That's like cool. in an interview when he was well, when, when he was playing for for Dallas.
0: We all know it's not a bad, cock. So <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: Fucking good. Well, man, this is where it will maybe take a little turn, obviously. So we obviously know, some people might know you just from your book or from sure. here and stuff like that, right? So um, there's one or more moments on the ice that led you to discover you had a history of concussions, yeah. which pretty much led you to probably where you are now. So, Absolutely. I mean, obviously, without not telling too much from the book and stuff like that, how did it kind of unfold for you?
1: So basically, uh, how, it un- how it ended up unfolding was... I um, was playing a game down in Florida, um, and it was actually the Panthers uh, Panthers practice arena. It was the last uh, last arena I played a competitive game at. Wow. And uh, the incident didn't happen that game, though. It was the day before we were on a loop, and um, the, the incident left. Like, I... I think I did, uh, just from what people tell me at this point, right, because I have no recollection of it. Okay. Um, coming from around the corner, it wasn't a big hit, nothing like that, and she just caught me off guard, and they got me just elbow to uh, to face mask and uh, knew something wasn't right there. Um, went back to the bench. Everything I did in the past to kind of get out of that little Days or that phase that I was in wasn't working um, so finished that game um, don't know how I got home drove home but don't know how, don't yeah, remember get, coming home, home. then uh, throwing up all night knew something wasn't right but like I said you're scared you don't like you just started you want to continue you don't want to disappoint um, your coaches, disappoint your parents to disappoint anybody right teammates yourself even and uh play the following game and um it was brutal um i was thrown up on the the bus ride there never took a bus but we took a bus there Mm -hmm. and uh thrown up there said i ate something funny that's what i told the coaches i was in uh, the the, huge days and then all of a sudden um second or third intermission uh uh, he was really bad and then all of a sudden I'm uh, on the bench going into the third period and uh, I was unresponsive coach tells me to get out and I was completely unresponsive they sent me to the dressing room and then I collapsed and then next thing I I re- knew surrounded by EMS or uh, whatever they call call them down <laughs> there and uh, taking the hospital I hospitalized for four days um, and then sent around to neurologist after neurologist, um, I think it's about five all, and then all saying like, basically you can't play hockey anymore. And then, uh, and then, uh, still, I was still unhappy with that decision. Yeah, then I went sure. to ship me to Orlando to Florida hospital sports medicine there. And, uh, they did a lot of tests on me there. And I was, I think I was there for a few days and, um, when they, the, I saw a neuropsychologist there on the last day and kind of ran, explained all the tests that they they did on, and uh, I was in like the one percentile of what I should, what my brain should be functioning at at that point, and they did scans of me. They said that I had previously fractured my neck, things like that. Right? It's terrifying to to hear that mm, stuff. And it's all new to you. Yeah, you're learning. Yeah, like I I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, like. Who who's somebody to tell me I'm not going to play hockey anymore? At that yeah, so I right? figure
0: you're like I'm not taking that yeah. as an answer, right?
1: Oh, and then that 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 neuropsych, it really you really hit it home with me, and uh, uh, that uh, that ride back to to Naples, Florida, it was a uh, was most quietest ride I've ever had with my dad. I'll tell you that. my oh, yeah, dad was there too. Yeah, uh, he flew down to to mm-hmm. come with me to the appointments, and because I couldn't drive either at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, wasn't in the wasn't able to yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. um so so he he that was a that was a tough ride home oh for sure yeah. and then uh then came back to came back here then nothing i was doing doing therapy wise was getting any better went to parkwood uh, hospital in london um for for treatment there helped and then uh saw an osteopath uh was helping uh matthew lombardi he was playing for the leafs at the time and uh um, Reached out to him and I can I guess you can imagine why I'm an osteopath now yeah, it, 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 it helped, <laughs> me, uh, helped me significantly enough in the philosophy um, really I, I believed in, in more of a holistic approach not treating just the symptoms right um, treating the whole the body as a whole and you know, treating the root of the cause of the symptoms rather than putting a band-aid over the symptoms uh, so that's um, as soon as that happened, I started to get better immediately, and uh, and even to this day, like I still do some of the stuff that that I need to do, and because uh, sure. it's good to, it's gonna be a long battle for for me, right? Um, certain there's some medications I still have to take and things like that um, that that help me on a daily basis to, to keep me to be able to help others, yeah. but uh, uh, I get through it and uh, and. I feel more normal than I ever have. Than the. Mo- I feel more normal than I ever have because. Prior to maybe, fifteen, I don't. I probably didn't know what it was like to feel normal. Exactly. Yeah, you didn't know, yeah. right? Like, exactly.
0: Yeah. Nobody knew the whole the whole. Yeah, it was all was new it was all new. Time.
1: It was all new at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then. I did an internship boston university um Mm -hmm. during my schooling uh sport legacy institute there and um for center uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy there so got my hands hands in there for with uh, brain injury and and um and long-term impairments there so it was was great
0: so that's obviously obviously you said you found the osteopathy and decided to kind of go down more of that route yeah right like so absolutely i obviously Kind of abandoned Florida and took your schooling elsewhere. elsewhere. Right. Sorry. And um, now you're here, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Back to uh, back to the hometown. But the winter, I do wish I was in Florida still. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and I'm sure. Do you ever get down to visit? Or Oh yeah, the first yeah.
1: the first few years that I started practicing uh, here, um, I was down there like eight times a year, like just for just for uh, maybe like a Friday, Saturday, come home Sunday, yeah. back at work on Monday. Yeah. Right. And I would do that just to get out of the cold. It was brutal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, man. Especially if you're not doing anything. Absolutely. Not like that, right? absolutely. But did you want to come back to Windsor? Was that a thing? Um, or?
1: Me and family's from here. Yeah. I grew up here. Um, give back to the community here. Uh, my connections, uh, a lot of connections are here. So it, it just seemed like the, the best um, way to go about it uh, initially. And, uh, and I, I love it here. Um, uh, it would take a lot for... It would take a lot a great opportunity that no one not even myself could pass up to mm-hmm. to, to leave here yeah. That's, yeah
0: that's cool i mean obviously we're, we're true and through to windsor a lot of people are yeah there's so much opportunity out there especially i'm sure you know so many people in florida right. michigan and stuff so uh that was one thing i was wondering i was like maybe you just didn't know what to do you come back home or maybe right. you, you know you're always just a windsor guy like you never you never everyone's got a different story right no so.
1: i mean uh just seemed like the right right course of action it wasn't a a cognitive decision uh, by any means Mm -hmm. um i mean could have stayed in boston could have went back to florida could have went in michigan um like i'm allowed to practice in uh, in i think it's six states right now so um i can go to new york um but um if i was going to come back to canada it would have been winter yeah Yeah, that's 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 my whole thing Mm -hmm. right um but you know, I or it would have been in the states.
0: Yeah, no, I've done the same thing. I moved away for a bit. I was like, oh, I'll go back to Windsor yeah. see what happens. I'm still here. Right? So, yeah, exactly. It's just home. It's sometime, a black right? hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: get sucked in.
0: <laughs> wow, well, the bottom of the of Canada, as they say. So, uh, but the book, obviously, the book came about. I think 2014. Yeah. So, with everything uh, you have been through, obviously in your life, and then learning probably what you're learning in school. Right. That's what did you? Was that your idea? Were you kind of encouraged to put it on paper, then, or what?
1: So. Uh, the book kind of started as a little bit of a, a therapeutic method that I was using, because uh, I, I didn't really have a lot of uh, memory of like my, my childhood and growing up in, in moments of, uh, of hockey um, after that injury. right. So I would write down, I would get people tell me stories and I would write them down. And I would gather and then all of a sudden I got all these stories and I would memorize them. To try and regain a little bit of a memory, and all of a sudden uh, I have all these stories here, and uh, figured um, I figured someone someone else could use this information, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't really for me because quite honestly I'm a little embarrassed about some of the stuff in the book, right? But um, it was more so um, it was more so to help someone else that could be going through something like this and mm-hmm. i felt it was uh it was going into the profession that i am now it was kind of my my duty to to bring this awareness to to people right mm-hmm. and uh and that's how it became a book right and one thing felt happened after another and next thing you know signing autographs at chapters <laughs> right uh well that that was that
0: that was like the big like I can't believe I'm here kind of thing, or yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean like it, it. I never even I ne- I don't well, you really never
0: strive to be an author, obviously. Right? right? No,
1: I, I don't even yes, I, I don't even consider myself an author per sure, se sure, uh, sure. in a sense because I never set out to to be one. Right? Mm-hmm. It would just kind of happened, and um, I and basically it's just a, it's the just a little parts of parts of my story that I went through to and I tried to make it so that people can relate right um and that 12 year old athlete that's afraid to tell his coach something tells his coach something after his parents read that book and 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 instill that on him right oh that's uh that's the kind of uh kind of thing that i was kind of going for
0: oh yeah because especially in the hockey world the sports world and just the world in general you know there's people like that that like you said they put the the band-aids on the wounds Absolutely. that they don't want to hide so you practice what you preach obviously and, and that's a bit that's a big aspect of the book yeah. if I'm not mistaken right? yeah
1: and uh, I think my my history with sports and having exactly, so many yeah. issues injuries with <laughs> myself uh, makes me a better practitioner because mm-hmm. I'm able to relate to the patient in, in a sense because there's not a lot of injuries that patients will come in with or yeah. ailments or chronic diseases that uh, i haven't dealt with myself personally <laughs> let alone uh, other patients in 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 academics oh 100
0: it kind of brings me to almost the end like you you've been here with uh spending your time between ccc and i think you're with the windsor express for a bit doing yeah i there, do so.
1: I, I do stuff with the windsor express yeah, and keeping like involved
0: that. in the community in the sports yeah. world right but, but now through your new uh practice
1: yeah absolutely that yeah, just uh Oh, i um, medical staff the Windsor Express. Uh, um, Spitfires is going to be too demanding for my schedule. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm contracted with uh, Philadelphia Flyers really? uh, for when they come into town, um, so treat treat their players in the off season and treat uh, their players when uh, when they need me in Detroit and in Toronto too. Oh, wow. so, uh, it was funny. It was uh, when I got my first uh, NHL check. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I sent the picture to my dad. And I go, got my first NHL check. <laughs> he goes, Thought there'd be a few more zeros on that when <laughs> you were younger.
0: This is what it took too, yeah. right? Like,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. it's cool. I see I remember seeing the, the Philly jersey. I thought maybe you would have worked with someone and they're like, throw you a jersey, but Yeah, no, I worked
1: know, uh, I work with Philly. Yeah. that's
0: unbelievable man there's so much that you wouldn't know like with your connection yeah. with boston university with them yeah. and uh and michigan i mean there's yeah. that's what that's why i like to do these these conversations yeah i mean
1: uh, there's a lot of a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that uh, that a lot of people don't know about exactly right? and uh and to be quite honest like i don't really publicize it a lot mm-hmm. because it's not something that interferes with my practice on a day-to-day basis Oh, so, um if it, it's something that I consider a passion of mine to help athletes. Right? Okay. It's not something I don't want to use a passion of mine as a marketing tool.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we can. I'm sure there's more and more and more that I can yeah. get, but like we already got some great fucking stories yeah. out of this. It's cool, man. <laughs> but I know before we were talking, you said you don't met, you don't uh, spend a lot of time on the ice, but I think you're getting into golf and stuff like that. So I'm sure oh, you're yeah. busy and oh, yeah. and hope, having fun,
1: right? Uh, 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 not a week goes by where i won't get on the golf course yeah here like i played on friday um playing tuesdays fridays friday afternoons got the same group of guys i play with playing a lot of tournaments too yeah. um and actually a lot of the guys uh, i play and been playing a tournament here at my club down here it's a member guest and my guest i played hockey with down in florida Oh, Right. so it's okay. a it's a, it's a hockey is a very tight community and once and Um, once you're, once you're in it and you're likable, you're just yourself and, (laughs) uh, you, 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 you make a thousand friends instantly.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that you would attest to too, with, it kind of relates to the whole concussion and, um, you know, hiding those, those things, just be yourself. And that's, that's the way of life really. Uh,
1: Yeah. That's, that's it. Don't try and hide who you are and be yourself. Speak up for yourself. Uh, don't try and hide anything. And if you're an open book, you're easy to read. Right, yeah, so um, so uh, that that's basically uh, um, that's basically how how I try and practice um, with my patients now. Mm-hmm. Even I'm I'm an open book, and patients can ask me anything. I'll I'll let them know, right? Um, and if I don't know the answer to their questions, I'm not gonna beat around the yeah. bush. I'm gonna that's tell it. them I, I have I no know. idea, <laughs> but I will tell them I'll I'll I will do everything in my power to get that answer for you.
0: That's awesome, cool. man. Well, this has been a great conversation, man. Thank you so much for taking oh, the time to do no, this. No problem.
1: Happy to do it. it been a few years since I've been interviewed.
0: All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Spencer Jean on the Wind City Sports Podcast. Um, thanks again for taking the time to do that, Spencer. I'll see you, I think, in two weeks from now. Uh, send me those... Um, workouts for the shoulders if you haven't i do not see them in the junk mail but this guy is certainly a guru he's a smart guy i was referred to him by my boss um so for a while just to kind of explain what i was talking about at the beginning there with my shoulder so um through just you know work life uh like my body the way it is and and uh practicing jujitsu and hockey and stuff like that um sometimes i have some shoulder pain in like my uh my shoulder blade, you know, and no matter what, no matter what I stretched and and, and used, you know, ice or hot and just uh, um, creams and stuff like that, just I couldn't couldn't get it to go, and it hurt so bad, it would it would strain up to my neck, and if I turned my neck, it was hard to to oh, it hurt like hell. I uh, know other people had had the same issue. My boss had the same issue, so he referred me to Spencer over a year ago. And within minutes, uh, he knew exactly what was up, which is what, kind of what I said there at the beginning of the interview. And I knew for sure. I was like, OK, like, because if I can't, like I look stuff up. I mean, I'm one of those people that if, um, you know, I'm at my wit's end, I go to the doctor, of course, right, for something that I can't fix and that's ongoing, something like that. And the pain is just getting worse and worse. So. I didn't know, I didn't want to go, just go to the clinic. I didn't know who to go to. I've done like chiropractors before, I've done massages. They help at the time being, but then that's it, right? So, I go explain everything to Spencer. He feels me out. He's kind of like, ooh, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> brings me into his office and he goes, okay. He pulls up on just on Google images, like uh, a diagram of the shoulder and he says, see this, see this, this is what's going on, this is what we're going to do. And. We're gonna fix it, and sure as shit, you know, over small short amount of time, it w- it was almost backed into to 100%. Once in a while, you have, um, you know, you get a little bit of pain back, stretch, and whatever, and and we're good. You know, so we've been able to maintain it now for the last year. And um, that being said, that's why I, I continue to go to him. Right? He could have done his therapy on me quickly, and I could have said, okay, good, I'm done, not going back, don't need to pay for that anymore. But it's been helping me so much and then you know sometimes this stuff uh like i said it carries over to your neck or or elsewhere and he just he knows exactly what he's doing And it's a little bit different to um want to ramble on here too much about my shoulder but for people that don't even know what osteopathy is it was described to me as a little bit of a blend between a massage therapist and a chiropractor which i guess it kind of is um no offense spencer if uh, you're listening still to this point i don't know everything about new job but obviously he does if you're having any issues with anything in your body any anything i would prefer you to him for sure worked for me worked for many others and as you heard in the interview the the connections that he's has and people that he's been able to work with i think it speaks for himself or itself whatever anyway thanks again to spencer for taking the time to do that interview and i look forward to um My further appointments, I suppose. (laughs) But uh, we'll talk about a little bit of sports news that we have, a little bit of news about some Windsor Spitfires and stuff like that. We'll actually start at the uh, Junior B um, slash C level, I suppose. I I don't know. Um, So the LaSalle Vipers and the Leamington Flyers are opening up, uh, actually started last night at eight game series, started Sunday afternoon. And what they're calling as the Essex County Super Series, although no spectators are allowed in the arenas, um, as of Monday, of course, uh, fans can watch all the games live on My MyHockey um, app, or whatever this is, MyHockey.com, uh, or HockeyTV.com, a hockey streaming service. So um, my take on this is it's kind of cool. I mean, so we have... As we'll get into, we have junior players leaving Canada, leaving Windsor to go and play where, you know, um, even though they're slated to start on February 4th, something else we've got to talk about, um, they're leaving to go play, right? So these these junior B and C teams are sitting here just practicing. The Lancers are sitting here practicing and doing shit, right? So, but not able to play, so it's cool that they can pair up these teams to compete, you know, and, and give the fans a little bit of something to watch too. So, uh, LaSalle Vipers junior B team, and I think the Flyers or C team, they're going to be facing off in whatever it'd be an eight game series, just eight games. I'm sure, um, just to practice and and get some experience and some competition out there. So that's kind of cool that they're kind of running that locally, probably just decided between the two of them, there is no advertisement affiliation with any of the leagues, obviously approved by them, but um, it's cool that they're taking it into their own hands, going outside the box and doing a local kind of series, something um, to, to kind of go back to like the Lakeshore Canadians, Bell River Canadians that we talked about with Spencer and with Lee Harris last week. Um, hometown pride, you know, and when the uh, – or Essex. Maybe the Flyers are, are B. I shouldn't know this shit. But when Essex is playing Bell River, that's when – or Lakeshore, that's when the ATC is most packed. I remember those friday night games when i'd be working there if essex was in town you knew there was going to be a lot to clean up because there was going to was going to be the biggest crowds of the year so those local rivalries are pretty cool to uh to reignite the chl is doing something pretty interesting they're doing a memorial cup um on nhl 21 <laughs> kind of cool kind of kind of weird uh November 28th to the 17th of December, I think one player from every single CHL team, all 60 teams across the league are going to be competing uh, to be crowned the ultimate Memorial E-Cup champion. So since the Memorial Cup was canceled this year, they're calling it the Kia CHL E-Cup. Goaltender Xavier Medina has been chosen by the Windsor Spitfires. They put out a sick video for uh, hyping that up uh, with a little bit of, of the barn footage as well. Which is pretty cool, but um, it's a goaltender. Xavier is going to be the guy with the sticks, I guess you can say, on Xbox or PS4 slash 5. I don't even know. I'm assuming they're using the the previous generation for this. And um, yeah, I mean, not a Memorial Cup champion, but they, they show a lot of the previews here. Um, Memorial Cup town here in Windsor. So he'll be representing us in the eSports Memorial Cup, that's what it's come to in 2020. So that being said, we do have um, something I touched upon earlier. We have Jean-Luc Foudy going overseas to play hockey now. This one's a little bit surprising to me. I mean, obviously, Jean-Luc is uh, one of the starters on the Windsor Spitfires. He was drafted by the Colorado Avalanche in the third round earlier this year. Um, He's brother of Liam Foudy of the now Columbus Blue Jackets system. Um, again, this guy's been a starter for the team for the last two years, and even he's making the jump over to Sweden to play. Um, following fellow Windsorites and Windsor Spitfires uh, players and alumni, and Igor Afines, uh, igor Afaninsev, uh, Matthew Maggio, and Luca Henault, and as well as um, what's Mayu Logan Mayu, um, who, who wasn't a Spitfire but from Windsor. They all decided to head overseas and play because they can play right now like uh their season's ongoing so as soon as they get there you know they probably have to quarantine if anything in sweden i know it's uh, it's pretty good over there russia doesn't give a shit about about corona anymore so um they want to go play and i don't blame them um they got to go prove themselves and they're doing that overseas now the thing that kind of strikes some questions with me is that we're only two months away from the proposed start of the ohl season so i wonder if these players are thinking it's not going to happen so they're shipping out to you know do what they want and and need to do and play do their job (laughs) play hockey um so kind of a conspiracy theory i'm not a big guy on conspiracy theories but whatever um you know food for thought i suppose and no pun intended there. But one more thing we got is uh, St. Clair College. They opened up the new sports park uh, earlier this week. So they got the fields for the new St. Clair Fratman. Uh, the Fratman football team jump over there, a.k.a. Fratman, are now the St. Clair Fratman. They got, um, which looks like in these photos, an outdoor pool, but I think it's just a pond. But a cool uh, park and facility for for all of their teams, for their baseball, softball teams, for Uh, The football team, it looks very cool, and uh, hopefully I can get out there. I haven't been to a lot of St. Clair games, but uh, but hopefully this, this summer brings back the norm. So, again, there's not a lot of local sports news in Windsor anymore. That's one of the reasons why we stopped the Wind City Sports Radio Show. But that is all this week on the Wind City Sports podcast. Uh, this, this episode, I should say. We'll be back in two weeks from now. Win City Sports, Windsor's only local sports podcast featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and much more. Telling stories of our individuals from or in Windsor, documenting Windsor sports history, and so much more. You can listen to over 200 episodes, wherever you're listening to it right now, of course, on WinCitySports.com spotify itunes apple podcast anywhere you get your podcast give us a like follow subscribe on anything you might use there as well as your social medias at wincity underscore sports and a uh, great time to mention it when everyone's probably turning off the pod but we are looking to start selling some more merch and um t-shirts and stuff like that and hopefully we'll get into that by the by the new year for sure um again at wits at City underscore sports on all social media follow us check out our past interviews we have so many of so many hockey players football players broadcasters local business owners and so much more my name is drake damore you can follow me on twitter and instagram at drake Demore. but until next time smell you later